the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Local Ministry Development for 820 AM The Word. I've got a special friend here today. Her name is Rebecca Pratt. She is with Orphan Relief and Rescue, and Rebecca, welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, I, I want to introduce you because uh, I was just recently uh, got back from Illinois, and uh, I stayed with my wife's aunt, Aunt Jo, who lives on a little apple farm on about 10 acres, and she's there by herself. Her husband passed away, and so I got to stay there, and Aunt Jo was talking to me about the things that I do with the radio station, and I was telling her about Heart of the City, and I was telling her about all of the interesting people that I meet, and I brought you up. Oh. <laughs> and I mentioned Rebecca Pratt and your life and your legacy, mm-hmm. and uh, just shared with her a little bit about you and the things that you do. And uh, so I want you to know that you are Aunt Joe approved. Oh, good. Good. That's great. <laughs> so that's my introduction today. Your, your, uh, Aunt Joe likes you a lot, uh, Rebecca. So, well, uh, for those of you that uh, I know that you've been on before with Heart of the City and many of our listeners have heard you on Live from Seattle as we've talked about Orphan Relief and Rescue, but it's always good for new listeners to know who you are and what you do. So tell mm-hmm. me about Orphan Relief and Rescue. Yeah, we founded Orphan Relief and Rescue 12 years ago, and we actually lived on a hospital ship in West Africa for two years with our three kids. And it was a nonprofit that we worked with for eight years. And after that stint was over, God just really impressed on our heart um, to go back to Africa and to help these children that were in just horrific situations. Um, Children that were in the most complicated situations that governments didn't know what to do with. Um, A lot of these kids were in orphanages that were really deplorable, and um, orphanage directors didn't know what to do with a lot of these situations either. And so we went in to really, um, in Liberia particularly, to help the government weed through which orphanages needed to be shut down because they had corrupt directors over them and which ones were really honest directors that loved the kids but they were just um, couldn't provide for them. And so we um, went in and helped the government um, just put an accreditation committee together um, to weed through that system. And we've been there for 12 years. Um, and then in Liberia or Benin, it was really in the um, anti-trafficking work. A lot of um, kids have been trafficked to the border of Nigeria and um, sold for a mere $20 because parents can't afford to feed their kids. And so they pick one to sell to work for their own keep is what they feel like um, they're doing. And so we went in there um, to our shock. We kind of just did a lot of experiments 
to see if we could curve the trafficking. And now we've been able to intercept hundreds of kids from the border of Nigeria from being sold, brought back um, 49 kids from slavery, helping hundreds of parents on our microfinance program so that they could start businesses and provide for themselves. And, and God is just doing crazy things that we're just really blown away with every day. We're like, okay, wait a minute, what 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 are we doing? <laughs> and yeah. this is actually working? So, yeah. Well, if, if you want to know or learn more about the organization and the Ministry of Orphan Relief and Rescue, you can go to what website is it? It's orphanreliefandrescue.org, and all lowercase, one word spelled out. And, yeah, lots of information there. And there is, and there's a lot of great photos and a lot of explanation. And and a lot of times uh, we would spend more time talking about orphan relief and rescue, and we'll, I'm sure, share a few stories during this broadcast. And also, you know, we've had a conversation before with you, uh, Rebecca, about kind of your life story, and and we typically do that on Heart of the City. But today I, I, you know, one of the things that I like to have – pastors and ministry leaders share is kind of the motivation of why you do mm. what you do and the the values and the the spiritual calling that you have received and and you've kind of shared that in in one book that I have here called Inspired to Action and uh, you're writing another book and we're going to talk about that as well but mm-hmm. I'd love for us to kind of go back and 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 review kind of your your mindset as you as you minister in Africa, as you mm-hmm. here are here in the U.S. and you're you're speak have various speaking engagements, as kind of understand why you do what you do and how you came to the point you did that. So, yeah. one of the things that I saw in the introduction of your book is you you said this. You said our fulfillment in life is directly connected to our relationship with God and our service to others. We were meant to live this life in partnership with him. Yes. So what did you mean by that? Yeah, so every day God is prompting us in one way or another for, you know, usually it's smaller things. It's not necessarily starting an organization, but every day he's prompting us to do certain things. And it, and it's a matter as if we're going to walk through that door or not and say yes to what God's asking us to do. And as we are faithful with these small things that he's asking and he's prompting our hearts to walk in, then he starts entrusting us with bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So now we're literally seeing hundreds of kids rescued. And, you know, that didn't happen overnight. It was really just acts of obedience. And, um, you know, I always say God is nudging us. And it's that butterfly. People say, how do you know it's God? It's that butterfly feeling in your stomach that, you know, it usually starts with giving somebody an encouraging, you know, word. So, like if I see you're down today, Chuck, I would say, hey, Chuck, um, how are you doing? And if you say, you know, this has been a rough day, then I would, you know, just want to encourage you. And that's something that, you know, if God prompted me to give you a certain encouraging word, I would do that. And it's just, um, or praying healing over something, someone. A lot of times it's these small actions that we take that God is just watching. Are we going to be faithful with these small things that he's asking us to do? And so that's really how all of this started was just saying yes to God with these little things that became bigger and bigger things that he started prompting um, my heart and then my husband's heart um, for these certain things that we're doing now. 
You know, um, not to talk about me, but let me kind of give an example of that. Um, this was several years ago. I had actually listened to a message by Pastor Steve Shell uh, talking about listening to the voice of God. And I was driving southbound on Highway 99 uh, from from the Green Lake area, getting ready to cross the Aurora Bridge. And mm-hmm. that was before they had built up the sides because of people jumping off the bridge. Mm-hmm. I was driving across the bridge, and I passed somebody that was walking the other direction, and I got past them, and I immediately thought, I'm concerned about that person. Uh-huh. I don't know why, except I, except I got, had this prompting. And, of course, I'd listened to Pastor Steve, and I was continuing to drive <laughs> southbound, and that's a divided highway. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? And, and I thought, this is stupid. You know, I'm just going to go on to work. But there was just this prompting and this oh. nudging in my heart. So I go down the road. I turn around. I'm on the other side of the highway. I have to go back up past that person who's still walking along the bridge there on the sidewalk and then come back around. And I'm thinking, this person's going to think I'm I'm oh. crazy. I don't know why. But, but you know, I, I just was like, okay, I'll, I'll do this even though this is crazy. And so I pull up. And the curb and the and the person looks at me like, who is this man stopping at the bridge, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, all I could say to him is, I just needed to stop. I wanted to find out if you're okay. Wow. And he said, yeah, I'm okay. And I said, are you sure? And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. And so I thought, okay. And so I drove on and I actually stopped and watched him finish walking across the bridge. But mm. I don't know, it's that, it's... <sighs> Maybe maybe when the Lord prompts you with that, it's just testing your own obedience, mm. whether or not that person needs it or not. I don't know. You mm-hmm. might want to respond to that. But, but yeah. you know, have you had yeah. those kinds of promptings before? Yeah, I have. And, you know, some for me, it can't hurt but to walk through those promptings and to, to take initiative to do what you feel like God's asking you to do. For me, I'm always saying, what's the worst case scenario. What's the worst thing that could happen if you walk through what you feel like is the Lord prompting you to do it, and then you do it. And let's just say that was a guy who was going to commit suicide. You don't know, but maybe that intervened. And But if it wasn't, you didn't lose anything. You lost maybe a few minutes of driving back and forth, but, but it didn't cost you much. And so I'm always encouraging people, you know, if it's something that is, um, Something along the lines of, the, I say, God is always in the business of three things, rescuing, redemption, and restoration. And if God is prompting our heart to do something along those lines, then it's usually God speaking to us. Or, you know, worst case scenario, it's, it's yes, it's the kindness of our heart that, that we're doing. But if we step out in that, we're not going to lose anything um, by doing those acts of kindness. And so... But if God comes through and there's something that, you know, is really legitimate, like what we're seeing with the Orphan Relief and Rescue, where we literally said, let's just try an experiment to see, is this truly God? And then God busts open all these crazy cool things that, you know, are happening and hundreds of kids are being rescued. And I'm thinking, gosh, if we didn't walk through that door, all these kids would have not been, you know, helped. And a lot of them would be in slavery. A lot of them would be dead today. And so, um, you know, as you grow in your walk with the Lord, you start getting more used to hearing the voice of the Lord and kind of gauging what truly is the Lord and what's not. 
And um, I always say, you know, test it. Throw something out to the Lord and test it. For me, it's sleepless nights. I say, God, if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, if I'm not acting on what you're prompting my heart to act in, I give you permission to wake me up at night and to not let me rest until I do what you're telling me to do. Mm -hmm. And guess what? God wakes me up at night and agitates me until I do what I'm supposed to do. And then I also pray the other prayer. If I'm doing exactly what he wants me to do, give me peace. You know, give me complete peace and good sleep. And I can tell you right now, I'm sleeping really, really good. <laughs> so I know I'm on track. You're on track. But it's that agitation thing. It's it's giving God permission to mess up your routine, really. Mm-hmm. Mess up my sleep because I love my sleep. So for me, it's my sleep. I'm like, God, agitate me if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing that you're prompting me to do. Because we're so busy in the day, we're missing a lot of what God's asking us to do. And um, so it's just, you know, it's it's learning. It's it's this relationship with the Lord that we're learning. It's, you know, free-flowing in our learning process with the Lord. But um, And again, the three R's are? Redeeming, restoring, and rescuing. Yeah. 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 And, and he is constantly prompting our heart along those lines to bring you know, a redemption story into play for somebody, a restoration story, or a rescue mission. The rescue missions are a little more complicated, as we have found out in Africa. They're not just simple. Every individual rescue mission is different. But, um, but yeah, God wants to encourage people, and he's using his, his children to do that. And so praying, um, giving encouraging words, you can't you can't mess up with that. You know, you also said in the introduction to your book, uh, Inspired to Action, and as we're talking about listening to the prompting, and you're, you, and you're talking about how you've given the Lord, if you will, permission mm-hmm. to, to keep you awake, oftentimes there is kind of this uh, anxiety or, or stress. I, I think you said it better. You said sometimes living to the fullest occurs when we allow others to experience uh, when we allow ourselves mm-hmm. to experience the pain that others suffer. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when you're feeling that that angst uh, or this, uh, in the in the old uh, days, they used to say, I felt a burden in yes. my heart for you. Yes. This burden that you're carrying for a mm-hmm. thing or a, a, a person or a, yeah. a, a task to be done. Yeah. yeah. That's part of the prompting too, isn't it? Yeah. So... Um, there's something called pain, passion, and purpose. So pain that we've experienced in our own life or pain that we've watched others experience usually sparks something in us. It sparks a passion that we don't want people to have to go through mm. what we've experienced in pain or what we've watched others. Like for us, it's seeing these African kids suffering. Like we wanted to make sure that more kids didn't suffer. If we could do anything about that, we would do it. And so for us, it was watching others in pain that turned to a passion to make sure other kids can be helped. And then that turned into a purpose. And so it's interesting that those are God's, how God has wired us, really, that we go through painful stuff and it's like, oh, if this hurts so bad and we have to go through such trauma in our own life or watch others that we really want to spare others from having to go through those things because of that pain. And and if we're walking closely with the Lord, we have that compassionate heart that we, we want to see others set free or 
not have to go through these horrific things. And so then it turns into this incredible purpose that God puts in us. For us, it was a purpose to make sure whatever we could do, we were going to do um, no matter the cost, no matter the time, we were going to figure out how we could help. We just thought a few of these suffering children. And, um, but yeah, so it's, it's very interesting how God kind of brings us into this full circle place um, in our walk with him and in our personal experience of what we're experiencing. And through that pain, he's prompting our hearts. And yeah. then it's like, what are we going to do with this pain? Are we going to allow it to turn into this passion and then a purpose? And it's all the cycle of how God brings us into doing what he really wants us to do. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you were sharing with me that you're in the process of writing a second book. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd love for you to to talk about that for a moment because it kind of goes along this line mm -hmm. of, of purpose and understanding. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of it has to do with understanding uh, who we are. Your second book is called Inspired to Live an Extraordinary Life, mm -hmm. which I would say, Rebecca, you've always told me that you're just a normal person living an extraordinary mm -hmm. life, and I think it is, mm -hmm. and, and and that the Lord wants us all to have uh, these extraordinary experiences in our normal everyday lives mm -hmm. of, of serving Him. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, uh, you, you spoke about that when we know who we are yep. and whose we are. Yep then we're able to begin to live an extraordinary life. Yeah. You know, a lot of what keeps us down um, is we're listening to the lies that Satan's telling us that we're not good enough, you know, um, we're not worthy of even being in ministry of what God's going to call us to do. We all have things that we have struggled with in life that um, has taken us out for a bit. And so a lot of us are like, can we even be in ministry? And um, and so when we finally figure out that it's not what we've done in the past, it's not um, the struggles that we've had in the past, but it's it's where we're at today. It's what God, how God sees us today. God sees that we are a child of God. We're forgiven. We're um, adopted. We're redeemed. We're restored. You know, He's paid the ultimate price for our sins, past, present, and future. We have everything we need to live this victorious life with him. He's given us everything. And when we truly understand who he is, where he is this crazy, amazing, trustworthy God, and he's our father that only wants the best for us. When we get those two things, everything in our life changes. And then, um, you know, so the first part of that next book is going to be when you know who you are and whose you are, everything changes and chapters really on identity of Christ and the, the trustworthiness of God. And then the second part is when God's people get it. When we as the body of Christ get it and we start taking action together. You know, Chuck, you have been huge in helping us with these efforts and um, this radio station and many of the listeners, your listeners are incredible. And that is the body of Christ in action that facilitates God's perfect will to be accomplished. And when we get it, that we do, we're not alone. We don't have to do anything alone that God prompts our hearts to do. It's God rallying the body of Christ in action together. And so I share stories of the body of Christ in action and, mm -hmm. and beautiful things of what happens with that. Then this, um, the third theme is living a, natural, a supernatural life in a very natural way. The power of the Holy Spirit in our life and the power of prayer. 
And if we could understand fully the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, that is that we have incredible power that we get to tap into because of the power of the Holy Spirit. We would live life differently if we truly knew the power that we carry with that and the power of prayer that God literally asks us all through the Bible, ask, 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 and it will be given. <laughs> so, and and we can be natural, and we don't have to be weird either, no, do we? <laughs> no, mm-hmm. we can be natural people mm-hmm. and not be weird and still be a child yes. of the God and walk in yes. His favor and faithfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as you were ta- speaking about uh, knowing who we are and whose we are, I was thinking about you know what unbelief is when you were using that because unbelief is really questioning the integrity of something. Mm-hmm. If 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 you go and and uh, and say you're going to walk across a, a a bridge that somebody made or a small walkway across a, a a small creek or something, and you go and test the integrity of that thing, mm. and and it really it's a sense of unbelief. There's this I'm I don't know whether I believe or mm-hmm. or 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 whether I'm sure about that. You're 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 judging the integrity of of what's been built. Mm. I think oftentimes unbelief is really questioning the integrity of God. Mm. Is God really who he says he is? Yeah, yeah. That really is the essence of unbelief. We're, we're, mm-hmm. We are questioning the integrity of God, the character of God, mm-hmm. when, we, when we don't believe what he has said in his word. Yeah. And so part of our, our task, if you will, or our, our, of where we need to walk is trusting in his, in his mm-hmm. word and his own integrity, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It is. So we've got a, just a couple minutes here. So as as we're kind of wrapping up this section here, what would your words of encouragement be today to those who are wanting to hear the voice of God and those who are wanting to to live an extraordinary life mm. in a in a normal way? Yeah, realize that God has given us everything we need. It's the whole Ephesians one. Go back and read Ephesians one. What Paul was speaking to the the church in Ephesus, and he said that, you know, he was talking to believers that had everything but were living like paupers because they were ignorant of the wealth that they had in Christ. And it's the same with us. We are, we have been given everything, all these incredible things that God has given us through the power of the Holy Spirit, yet we're living with, like beggars, like paupers, because we are ignorant of what God has actually done for us. And if we will just walk in what God has given us, crazy, amazing things will happen in our life. The scripture that came to my mind as you were talking about that is, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Mm -hmm. They are plans for good and not for evil, to give you a future Mm -hmm. and a hope. And that future and a hope is something that the Lord wants us to not only experience ourselves, but to be able to give that gift to others. Yes. And that's really what Orphan Relief and Rescue does, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? It is... Out of the passion that the Lord has given you and out of your own personal pain and purpose, mm-hmm. then he's helped you to be able to uh, share with others so that as they grow in Christ, they're able to then multiply that to others. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if uh, someone wants to know more about you and the ministry and Orphan Relief, what do they need to do? Yeah, I mean, the book Inspired to Action is on Amazon and they can get that, and it's just um, a huge entrance into Africa, but it's encouraging people in their own walk with the Lord. And my whole goal is that I would inspire them in their own walk with the Lord. And then as well as our website, orphanreliefandrescue.org. Yeah. 
Well, you can find more about it. And uh, uh, Rebecca, I'm I'm sure that you would uh, give me permission to say this, but but I'm sure you're open to coming and speaking to various groups as well. Yeah, definitely. Because I think mm-hmm. you have a timely word of encouragement. The, you, you've got a lot of g- wonderful stories to tell that uh, of God's faithfulness, of God's provision, of God's prompting, mm-hmm. and and that um, and that. Uh, we can all experience that. Yes. Well, if you want to uh, hear this broadcast or share this broadcast, you can certainly go to the wordseattle.com, click on the local program menu, and uh, you can see Heart of the City. And uh, Rebecca's uh, interview here is uh, available on that podcast. And some of the other podcasts that you've done, Rebecca, are on there as well. Sweet. And so uh, I... Uh, Thank you for joining me today. You are Aunt Joe approved. Remember that. <laughs> okay. She loves you. That's great. And uh, we appreciate you joining us today on Heart of the City. Thank you. Thank you for having me. listening to this 820 AM, the word special heart of the city. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM, the word call Chuck Olmstead 206-269-6216 or go to thewordseattle.com.